What role does the Swedish tax agency Skatteverket have more than handling taxes? And on what matters do I need to contact them? Andreas Lepsin and Faria Bile from Skatteverket will answer these and more questions in this episode. Welcome to the podcast work at LIU. My name is Priya. Welcome to work at LIU, Andreas and Faria. Thank you. Thank you. So we're going to talk about the Swedish tax agency, Skatteverket, today. Um, a bit about what you do. And I know people have a lot of questions regarding Skatteverket and the Swedish population registry, the thing called personnummer, coordination number, is just a whole lot of things that you handle. So what role does the Swedish tax agency have? Like what issues do you handle? Oh, m- mainly, of course, our... Our name says that we deal with taxes, uh, and that's the main uh, thing that the tax agency does. And taxes are a lot of things, but then we also handle the Swedish population register. Um, That uh, registers everyone in Sweden, uh, where they live, what they, if they're married or not. And uh, we uh, also handle such things as... uh, marital status there's a register for if you have a um, a contract binding you who who gets what uh, we deal with with a lot of things besides taxes um, and the civil registry the population register was one of them the most important parts besides taxes yeah we'll come into that but what i want to ask because like um talking to other people from other countries And you talk about the Swedish tax system. I think most people will say, well, Swedes pay a lot of tax. And we do. Like, it's uh, around 32% of your salary goes to taxes. And that, I can understand that people will think, oh, that's a lot. But I also think you get kind of value for money. What What do we do with the taxes in Sweden? Once I've paid them, like, where do they go? Who had, who gets them? Well, there, the view can be that we have high taxes, but the truth is also that much of the society is paid for by the taxes. Uh, welfare, health care, schools, uh, police. We, we get a lot of from the taxes that we pay when we need to get help. If you're sick, you don't have to have a private insurance. You go to the healthcare uh, facilities, uh, hospitals, or a doctor to to get help, and you pay very little because the taxes have done that in advance. So we pay for each other, and when you need help, if it's the care for the elderly, uh, healthcare or school, you get that to a very low cost. Yeah, that's one thing you kind of have to remember that it's affordable to go to the doctor in Sweden because it's covered by taxes. Even if you have children, childcare in other countries is very, very expensive. Whereas in Sweden, the cost for like a week in another country could be the whole month and you get the food and the diapers in, in some places and things the, like that. The real cost, for example, childcare is, of course, much higher than we actually pay uh, because we do pay an amount to have the children in, in child care uh, but 
when if you should count what other countries what you pay in other countries it's a very small amount yeah so you mentioned the swedish population register and if i move to sweden from another country do i automatically become a part of the swedish population or what what happens when you move here to sweden you need to apply to get a swedish personal number um and to prove for the tax office that you have the right to get a Swedish personal number. It depends on if you have um, the right of residence as a EU citizen or if you have a residence card from the migration. It also depends on how long you're going to stay in Sweden and what you're going to do here. Are you here for study or are you here for work and so on. Uh, So you apply and we take a decision based on your papers and your documents. So say I get a job at Linköping University, That's uh, it's going to be for a year. Do I apply for this the first day I come or do I wait or what happens? The best thing to do is to apply as soon as you come into the country. Uh, depends on if you have the right of residence or if you have a residence card. But like say you come move to Sweden on Monday, if you have the opportunity to apply on Monday, then do that. Otherwise, as soon as possible. Because we count a year from when you came into Sweden and how long you're going to be here. Okay. Yeah. And I know these are like quite complicated questions, but yeah. there's a lot of information on uh, skatteverket.se. Yeah, we also this. have movies, uh, seven different movies translated to, I think it's about seven languages. Uh, that explains everything about uh, Folkbokföringen, it's called in Swedish what it is, how you apply, how you can do f- to get an ID card and so on, and how you do when you move inside Sweden. So, Yeah, because we can't take up every case here, like no. if I'm here for a week or three months or if I'm an EU citizen or if I'm not. It's just a lot of things that you need to consider, I guess. Yeah, it is a lot. It okay. Is. So the tip is watch the movies and, and yeah. read. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, one thing to remember is that the Swedish population register handles basically all information about you as a as a citizen or in Sweden. And individual I, living in Sweden. Individual living in Sweden. Um, the thing is, in many countries, one register has your marital status, one register has where you live, and in another register it says um, what uh, if you have children. In Sweden, everything's packed together. So it's important to bring... Uh, read read, and bring the documents that shows who you are because everything is in this register. And the more you can give, the faster it goes? The better it is for you and the faster it might go. It might go. Yeah. Might. Okay, might. That's, a, that's a good thing. Uh, you said personal number because that's a phrase you hear in, in Sweden a lot. Vad har du för personnummer? And you'll hear that like, I don't know. Every time, even if you just go grocery shopping, you forget your card, and they're like, "What's your? What have you for So, what is personnummer? Why do I need it? Who gets it? And all these wow. questions. <laughs> um, Can we have a short answer on that one? Yeah, who gets it? Uh, everyone who has the right to live and actually gonna live here for at least a year or more um, can get it. Okay. Very important. Can, One year or more can get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then it depends on if you're here as a new citizen or if you have the right of residence 
uh, card from migration. But that's like um, what it is. It's an identification number of you as a person and this shows that you're actually living in Sweden and that you obtain some rights you have as a person that lives here, um, which makes it easier for you to identify yourself, uh, like in stores or at the hospital or at your work. And it also allows you to get a Swedish identity card from us at the tax office. Uh, it will make it easier for you when you live here. Yeah. So a year or more. Uh, yeah. So that's not basically something you just apply for and get. No, the law says that you're gonna you have to be living and resident in the country for at least a year or more. But because you can also hear the um, we have personal number and then you have the personal identity number. It's the same mm-hmm. thing, but I think and coordination number. Yeah, yeah. the so coordination th- number is at is called in Swedish for some warnings number and it's um help me out here well um for those persons who cannot get a personal identity number person number uh, but need to be identified by uh, the Swedish government agencies we have some warnings number or coordination numbers which means if you come here for a shorter period than than one year and you need to do something that has to do with the authorities. Uh, let's say you buy a car. You're going to buy a car and then go uh, back with that car to, to your home country. The, the proper authority needs to register that this car has been bought and will be shipped out. You need some sort of identification in Sweden and that's in this case is a coordination number. Or you come here to work and you need to be able to pay taxes. So the tax agency needs to be able to register you, but you don't have a personal identity number. So you can get uh, a coordination number. Uh, I say can get because government agencies, including the universities in Sweden, have the right to to ask for a coordination number from the Swedish tax agency. But then again, you need to fulfill uh, some criteria you just don't walk in and get it uh, as the personal identity number you you do have to fulfill some criteria okay so before we stop our chat is there anything you would like to because people listening to this podcast are are people who will get an employment or will be a like staff at LIU. Is there anything you want to tell them, like think about this and don't forget that when it comes to the Swedish tax agency? Wow, there's a lot of things, but the first thing is to go on our webpage. Uh, Please read. Read it, (laughs) because we update with all necessary information there often, very often. Uh, Watch the movies if you think the text is too long. Give us a call um at tax office but remember if you're gonna be staying here for one year or more bring documents that actually show who you are except your passport you need to bring your birth certificates if you have children and so on so log in to skatteverket.se and read yeah i would say don't worry uh a tax agency might be frightening uh, but we're quite nice 
we're we're service oriented and we we do want you to uh, find it easy to apply uh, and to get answers and basically we have a lot of information if there's anything missing call us yeah give us a call don't worry nice okay then thank you very much for talking to me today thank you for having us thank you You have listened to the podcast Work at LIU with me, Priya Eklund, and today's guest, Andreas Lepsin and Faria Bile. We will be back with more episodes, so keep a lookout so you don't miss anything. <laughs>